I never cared about awards like that. I mean, you want them. Just you ain't nothing like being accepted by your peers. But I never cared about being accepted by them like that. So if I did that, that's just to talk shit to other people. Like if I won an Oscar or something like that, that's just to talk shit. But I care more about being the host of the Hip Hop Awards because that's what I really always wanted to do. I never wanted to like, that was never my goal to do none of the other shit. I like entertaining my people. One of the trendiest terms that you hear people use all the time these days is influencer. Everybody and their mama is an influencer. That tummy tea money, it got a lot of people fooled. However, my guest today truly deserves that title of influencer. In fact, he was the pioneer of influencing on social media. I first heard a Lil Duval on Twitter. He was often retweeted into my feed, and this was in maybe 2009 or 2010. Lil Duval was one of the first, if not the first, to use social media to make himself into a star. He used Twitter to become a multi-platform entertainer. He's a comedian, a rapper, an actor, just knows how to talk shit. Uh, he knows how to do it all, but his fame really blew up last year when his song Smile, Living My Best Life, soared to number one on the hip-hop and R&B charts. It was a forever bop and just a theme we should all try to follow in our life anyway. I'm anxious to talk to Lil Duval about the inspiration behind that single, why he started smoking weed a few years ago, the Living My Best Life comedy tour that he's on, and what life was like growing up in Jacksonville, Florida. So, smile, bitch. Lil Duval is up next on Jamel Hill is Unbothered. So, Lil Duval, I'm sure everybody asks you this, but are you really living your best life? <laughs> my actions speak louder than my words. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you frown on anything. Like, frown. There's nothing look. to frown. Like, yeah. like Snoop said, you got a lot to be smiling for. When you've come from where I come from and seen what I've seen in life, you realize you, I realize I've been one. Yeah. So I'm just reaping the benefits and doing what God wants me to do now. So I uh, saw an interview you did, and you said that you knew you wanted to do this since you were 12. Um, how did you know that you wanted to be an entertainer? I think back in the day is how people used to always look at me. And now when I look back, it was because I was short and probably looked funny. But in my mind, it just felt like I'm somebody. Somebody. Everybody keep looking at me like I'm somebody. And then I think what, what was the defining factor was at school at a pep rally. And when I felt that crowd scream, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm doing forever. What did you do at the, the pep rally? Dance. <laughs> okay. I did a dance. Like they used to always call me to come out there and do this dance called the Whoop. That's what we had in Jacksonville. This dance called the Whoop. I know y'all heard the Whoop. There it is. Yeah. That's where the that's where the song come from. This dance from the hood. And so I used to be one of the Whoopers. So they like go Whoop, Whoop, and I get out there. And man, when that crowd scream, I was like, Yep, that's what I'm doing forever. Now you you some with entertainment. I'll say you do so many things because I mean you sing, you rapping. I entertain. Uh, yeah, you entertain. That's we say like, it's so many things, but if you look at the history of entertainment, that's what everybody used to do before, like, the, the 90s and 80s. Like, they separated stuff before, but if you look at people like Sammy Davis Jr. and and, and Frank Sinatra, they all did everything. So, really, I'm just doing what it's always been done. I just brought it back. What, what did uh, 
your family and your friends, what do they think about the fact that you wanted to be an entertainer? It's been so long. I'm old now, so it's been so long. So it's almost like it's second nature now because they've seen it so much. Like my family's always been proud of me. So now it's just, they they just happy to see other people see what, like even for Florida, like Florida's always seen seen the good in me and, and always loved me. So they, they're happy to see somebody that they been championing for a win now. Mm, what is, a, for a lot of people are not, as familiar with, with Jacksonville. Um, I used to live in Orlando. So, oh, for real? Yeah, so you definitely know. I, I'm very familiar with, with Duval. <laughs> Orange as County. In Orange County. Um, it's uh, just like two hours away. Right. And uh, for people who aren't familiar with Jacksonville, can you put in a word what it's like to live and grow up there? Not really, because for me, if you ask some people, they think it's, it depends on who you ask, but for me, it's always been love and it's always been fun. And I think my action show what Jacksonville is. I am what Jacksonville is, and I try to put that in everything I do and, and try to put that in and steal that in the world so when the next people from Jacksonville come up, it's second nature. You don't, like when you say Duval, as soon as somebody say they're from Duval, you instantly just pay attention to them. Well, before when I first started, ain't nobody know, you know what I'm saying? So I... I guess for me it's just love. I guess I don't know. Man, you you can't pay for nothing. I imagine in Jacksonville, man, they got nah, you got to still be the, make, No, I'm the one they make pay the most because they <laughs> because think they I think got you, the most money. Yeah, they think I, you got money now. Yeah, but they know I'm cheap, <laughs> so <laughs> you, I ain't gonna buy nothing unless I want to. Are you really cheap? Yeah, I'm cheap just by program by being cheap so long. Like <laughs> even when you got money, you still be like it was so funny today. My man Jay Ski was telling about because we bet it. He loved the Cowboys. Mm. So my old lady betted him because they played her team, and and I betted them too. But I won. She lost. And I still made her pay. For real? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's your bet. That ain't are my you, bet. Are you that dude so, that if you're in a grocery store and you see a, a pack of wings for like $8, you'll put it back to get the one that's like $7.30? That's right. right. It just makes sense. Like when you look at the ingredients I learned a long time ago, it's the same ingredients, just different brands. So I'm not going to buy nothing just to buy it. If it's something cheap, it just makes common sense to yeah. just get what's less. Now you a Saints fan, right? Hell no, I'm no. a Jaguar. How oh, you, you gonna say you're Jacksonville and be a Saints fan? <laughs> well, like, no, because I saw you tweeting about. Um, I Drew. tweet about them because they show love. Like okay. they, they play "Living My Best Life." Oh, that, that's like their celebration okay. song. And and I like the I like the Saints this year. Like they doing their thing. But I'm a diehard Jaguars fan, even before anybody gave a damn. Like since they first got in the lead in '95. Yeah. So I've always been a Jaguar fan. Are you on the Gardner Minshew bandwagon? Damn right. <laughs> I was on this. The first day I saw him before he even played, when I saw the mustache, I said, he's special. <laughs> like, they was like, we need to get this person. We need, I said, no, we don't. He's going to do something. And sure as shit, he did something. Um, one thing about you is that uh, um, even though you make a lot of people laugh and smile, obviously, pun intended, um, people just like really take to you. Like, you just resonate with people. Why do you think you resonate so much with people? I think because I'm genuine and I show it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't talk it. I'm not a... I'm not the best at being articulating stuff. I just show it. So my actions speak more. And over time, at first you don't get it, but over time you start paying attention. And it's like, all right, you look at everybody else's life and how everybody else keep bumping their head. And you look over to me and be like, this nigga still smiling over there. This nigga still doing this. I threw all the, so after a while you, you gravitate to it. It's like your parents. Like you think your parents are the... The assholes uh, don't listen to you. And over when you get old and you start living life more, you start looking back and like, that's the coolest nigga in my crew, your parents. So it's kind of like me with with who I am. Like over why 
at first you take me as an asshole or this, that, whatever, but after a while you realize uh, he the one that really fuck with us for real. Mm. You know? You're also really transparent too. Yes. That's the only way I know how to be because that's what I've been my whole life. I'm easier being that than I am being. I, it's, I don't understand why people be fake. It's hard for me to be fake, even when I try to be. And swear, I swear I do. You I try be, to be fake? Yeah, because he make me. Play make me sometimes, but it's not, I'm not good at it. Okay. So now, that's I, the difference between fake and like just kind of rubbing elbows and networking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm not so good at that. I'm, I'm better at networking one-on-one because when you're around people, people change. They don't even realize they change because they change because the room change. Like if the room seems like you like this here, then everybody's like that. And I'm usually the same person 24-7. So if I'm in a room with everybody like that there, I'm not going to be, be the regular person that I want to be or give you what you want from me because I don't feel it in there. Where, if, where the same person, you put them in a room with me and we in my environment, it's going to be the coolest shit ever. <laughs> Yeah, is it a? Um, I saw an interview that you did before, and you um, you talked about how you used to to sell drugs. I gotta be honest; I don't really see you as somebody. <laughs> and that's a good thing. That's why I want you not to see me like that. But I'm old. Like you ain't gonna see it now. Maybe 15 years ago, you probably would have saw it. Like even when I first started doing comedy. People swore that's all I did was sell dope. They didn't think I was making no money from comedy. They thought he's selling dope. That's like I remember Kevin Hart used to always tell me that before he blew blue, like he used to be like, nah, you selling dope. Cause I was I was popping more then, you right. know what I'm saying? But I was a little bit, but I was mostly telling jokes. <laughs> you sell a little bit on I the side. I was breaking off of it. You okay. know, it's just it was I wasn't doing it to be cool. It was just right there. Yeah. Like even when I was young, like like that verse when Jay Z say we didn't do things for the sake of do, selling drugs. Nobody do that where we grew at, nigga, duh. We just did it because it worked. Like, if cutting grass was was selling money, I would have been a grass-cutting motherfucker. But it was it was that. Like, I grew up in the 80s where everybody, 80s and 90s, everybody, in my neighborhood, every household had a crackhead. So it was almost like you can go outside with no money and leave with some money like it was that easy to get it so it's not like you was a genius to sell dope yeah i know it seems glorified how rap music make it but it was just second nature in florida mm. i think in jacksonville i don't know but it wasn't i did it just as a means to get to the next it wasn't nothing yeah what were you selling crack oh okay yeah like everybody else. like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and i could talk about it now because i'm Statue uh, has yeah, passed, right? Passed, I think. You know better than I do. I'm uh, talking because I heard rappers say, <laughs> <laughs> fuck around, get caught up. Uh, but, I mean, I know for a lot, of, especially young black men, that they, um, you know, seeing people with money and, you know, you see the movies and stuff and you kind of get, you kind of gravitate um, toward that. But, I mean, mm-hmm. was there a moment where you realized, like, I don't really need to be doing this? Or what yeah, got when the money it? started coming in. I mean, like, when when I, I just did it, like, it had went to when I was, the best thing I did was move from Jacksonville to Atlanta. And it kept me away from, because everybody that I grew up with, they was either, and it's for real, they either got locked up or died. And the people that got locked up, they out of jail. That's how long it's been, because they done done so much time that they done got out now. But it was like, for the most part, while they was doing their thing every day in the streets, I was up here. And and comedy kind of saved me because while everybody else was doing that, I was doing shows or doing something else. Or I had something going on. So it was the best thing happened to me moving to Atlanta. So um, you remember your first performance? 
comedy wise? Yeah, it okay. was at Uptown uh-huh. in Atlanta. At, um, Nard Holston, he goes on the road with me now, but he was the one that gave me the mic. He was the host of the night, and he gave me the microphone. And from there is, from the day one for me doing comedy, and this is a blessing. I've never, I've always made money from it, and that's not. That's not normal in stand-up. Like, you be broke for a long time. Stand-up not like like music. Like, you know how they blow up early. Then, like, we usually grow slowly. Like, you got to think about people like said them. They've been doing it longer than me. They've been doing it probably 40 years now. And they still doing their thing where, where 20 years is just starting, really. And I, that's how long I've been doing it, for 20 years. So did you ever bomb? Did you ever? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I bombed. Right. Shit, I well, just bombed not too long ago. But, <laughs> for real? I mean, it's part of the game. I mean, that's what being a comedian is. It's part of, I, I don't, I think comedians learn by bombing. At least I do. Like, I can't, I can't. I can't bomb too many times because it it's like losing the fight. You think about it all night like, shit. Because it's never the audience's fault. It's always your fault because you have to read the audience and pay attention. And, and for me, I have to learn like that. People will tell me certain things and I'm not, I'm not going to listen if, if what I'm doing working. <laughs> That's just who I am. So if, but, if, but if that stage tells me something, it's like, all right, I can't do that no more. So I listen <laughs> to that. You know what I'm saying? So it's a part of the stand-up. You know, the greats, all the greats bomb. You just don't hear about it a lot. But what you hear about now with social media, but for the most part, it's part of it. Now, other than, obviously, them not laughing, how can you tell you're bombing? I just read the audience. I'm real good at paying attention. That's what I'm good at in everything in life. I pay attention, and I don't... It's like on the Instagram, like, people pay it... Like, I don't listen to the audience of the Instagram... Instagram is one thing, but if I don't see them laughing in them seats, coming to see it, that don't matter. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think nobody has been as long on social media as relevant as me. So I can pay attention. If if anything was, if it was going to get somebody, it would have got me. But I, I understand what it is. I understand the difference between love and attention. And that ain't, <laughs> that's attention. People coming to put on clothes and get ready and spend a, spend a ticket, that's love. So I know the difference. Yeah. Um, when you uh, when you first started out, though, how did you kind of get comfortable, you know, performing? Because and, and like I said, in high school, and I was always popular and I was always entertaining. Yeah. So Did you get voted anything in high school? Mr. Eighth Grade, but that was the only one, that went, I was the only one that went out for it because <laughs> niggas wasn't into that okay, type of shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I've always was popular. I was always... I've never was the guy, you know, they say that you're never going to be shit in life. I can't relate to that. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever said nobody that to Nobody never said that to me. Right. I mean, now don't get it twisted. Nobody told me I was going to be who I was because I know it's common now, but back then saying you're going to be a superstar was like saying you're going to be an astronaut because nobody was doing it. I mean, yeah. not in the hood. Uh, you see them, but you don't think you can do that. You know what I'm saying? So it was... It was something I always wanted to do, and they never said I could do it because they never knew you could do it. So I didn't expect them to see that. So I never looked for love outside of people telling me. I never looked for people to tell me. I just was tunnel vision straight and knowing what I was going to do. Yeah. I just always had it in me before I knew it, it, psychologically what I was going to do. I knew where I was going in that path of just entertaining people. Where Where do you get your sense of humor from? I think... Just people, watching people, observing people, and 
I think naturally I probably get it from my mama now that I look back because she a fool. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> What's your mom I, like? <laughs> like, she wild. Like, you have to follow me on social media to see it, but she just naturally funny. It's just she got a lot of energy. She naturally funny. Like, they in Cape Town right now, huh? And, uh, um, her, my stepdad, they over there. They've been vacationing and living their best life for real. That's the only per. There's only two people live, no, three people live better life than me. It's my mama, my old lady, and my daughter. <laughs> well, my daughter, she probably wouldn't agree because she got to go to school and hate it. <laughs> right. But for the most part, those are the three people living their best life better than me. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about this. And Snoop. Oh yeah, I'll say yeah. Snoop is definitely Snoop. Snoop the, showed me how to live your best life in this business. I told him he made me feel broke when we were talking about his professional blunt roller. I was like, I just feel real <laughs> broke right now because Snoop is the most genuine, famous person I ever met. Like, and I met everybody, but he's genuine. That's why I fuck with him. Mm. Now you seem to handle fame though pretty well. Cause I've watched it. I was I've been able to watch it like sideline through everybody else, and I've paid attention, and I've I've seen them come, seen them go. I know what it is. I see it as the Matrix, and I see it ain't no love. I mean, it is, but it ain't. There's yeah. love in the people, but not in the business of it. Cause it's no business. Ain't no love in business. It's just business. Yeah, you um you mentioned this a second ago. You were like the first like for real social media influencer. Mm -hmm. um, you consider yourself kind of like a pioneer in that area because now it's so many Instagram it's so many Instagram comedians. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, and I see it. It's, it's not so much I don't consider it. I can see it. It's like you see your, yourself in other people. You can see what you've changed and you can see what you've molded and that's where I get my, my gratification from. You see like, the stuff that you've instilled, and I've known it. Like even for me and Charlemagne, when we—he's one of them too. Like we've always watched it, and I've always told him, and he could tell you. Like we, I was like, man, we. Are, I don't think you are. like. He don't see it. He see it now because like he just started to see it. But like, it's like, dog, do you realize like we are like the the gatekeepers of this shit for real like we can say and do what we we can change shit and he see it but it's like now it's like damn because he was just telling about how how senior hall said he's like who he is now and it just hit him at that time and that happens sometimes because it's sometimes when certain thing happening to me it'd be small things that it's like full circle it's probably the same thing happening to you it's like you just see certain things and they hit you it's like damn i really am i've really done it now i really wear I've, who I saw myself when I was 12, you know? So it's, you just have those moments and it's just dope. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at 12 you knew what- It's dope to see how, how social media evolved too. Oh yeah. And yeah. knowing how it was gonna evolve. It's like seeing, it's like when I first got on, it's like seeing prime real estate and seeing nobody see it. And you're like, I'm gonna put my flag right here and grandfather myself in. So even if you don't like me, you gonna like me. It's like radio. Like I told him, Charlamagne Radio is like when you think about radio, you with them people forever because you grow up with them every morning. You go to work. It's an intimate thing. You with them every morning, so it's like a family member. It's, that's how I treated the social media. It's like every morning you gonna wake up and see my tweets. <laughs> every morning you are gonna see my Instagram. And after a while, hate or love me, you gonna I'm still a part of your family. So, so you stuck with me. Social media is where I first uh, learned about you, and um, I'm just curious. Like, what was what was your breakthrough? What was the the moment where you felt like you cut through? I've had plenty of breakthroughs. Yeah. First one was 
before social media was the um, Cedric Entertainer, buy a girl a drink in the club. Then it was, it's every time. I feel like maybe after this is going to be a breakthrough. Somebody going to be like, oh, shit, I didn't, you made it now. They've been saying that all the time. So I just think it's just evolution. I just evolved into people. I just went to the next step that God wanted me to go to. Did you feel like that was your big break? That uh, buy a, a girl a drink in the club? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that was the first step. And I feel like the first step is the most important step of any ladder. So it wouldn't that evolved into what you see smile, bitch. It's what I've always been doing. So yeah. People probably don't see it or they probably if you old, but yeah, and then probably some people say smile, bitch, but I don't give a fuck. Whichever one. Shit. Some people say MTV, Guy Code, some people might say hosting the hip hop awards. Long as you saying it, shit. Long as it's something, right? <laughs> Long as it's something. I mean, I mean, everybody don't know everybody. Yeah. Shit. Besides Snoop, everybody. It ain't a human on earth don't know Snoop. But outside of that, everybody don't know Jay Z. Everybody don't know or care. You know. So that's how I look at it. Like. But and there were a lot of people who discovered you because of uh, of Smile, bitch. Um, what was the uh, inspiration behind that song? My life, living my best life, and watching people trip off of shit that don't matter and then watching the person die with cancer. Mm. So all that. Who was it that uh, that died from cancer? I don't really want to talk about it right now because I'm going to bust out crying. Okay. Don't want to make you cry. <laughs> Definitely. I don't mind crying. I just don't feel like it because yeah. I don't want to go down that road right now. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you generally, I mean, smile aside, how do you generally come up with your song ideas? The vibe, the spirit. I just go with if I feel it. If I feel it and I come with it and it pops up in my head, I don't put too much thought into nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I go by what my feelings should do. Yeah. And it's been working this long. I mean, I do put thought in certain things, but not as far as a lot of things I just naturally let go with the flow. I trust the universe. I trust. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody, but I trust. I trust. I do a lot of trusting in the universe. You may not think about it deeply as you may say but you clearly have kind of a, a plan in terms of like no, your I career do, but in it's terms all of your career. in 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 moving yeah it's all in moving because everything we are is what we've seen now i mean we we are we are just human behavior and how we move like like right now all we're doing is talking this don't really matter is what i do when we when we get off is how we move that's what matters the most right um with the uh, the huge success of, of of Smile, it feels like I don't know if I just didn't notice it before, but it feels like now I see more comedians who are that comes in, with it. That's what it's, music. and that's what it's supposed to do. It evolves. That's what same thing what I did with social media. It wasn't those internet comedians, but now it's thousands of it. It just evolves. It's, we hate evolution when we can't move with it. Most people do. But it's, that's all it is. I I expected more comedians to do it. I expected more people to do it. Not just comedians. You see more people doing more than one thing now. Because that's what we all do. If you look, if you really pay attention, people doing the same, everybody's doing more than one thing. Like, shit, you're doing podcasts where you went from doing whatever you was doing before. So everybody's doing more than one thing because that's all what all we do. If you look at social media, mm. I just pay attention more. And I that's what I've been doing. Yeah, the um, the comedy cipher at the Hip Hop Awards. That was dope. Yeah. Was, that was really dope. It was just timing because, like I said, I've been doing it. But now, like, I used to have to fight these producers and 
networks to tell them what I wanted to do, but they couldn't see it. We done pitched, me and Clayton pitched a thousand times what we doing now, and they didn't get it. So I realized I have to show them. And once you show them, it comes second nature. Like when we said what I wanted to do now, they didn't hesitate. They was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Like like before, it'd be like, you ain't going to do no stand-up jokes and this, that, whatever. I didn't even have to say that this time. It's because the song opened the doors to where they understood psychologically what it was. It's the comedy in the song and in what I do and who I am. So it was just second nature. And then you had people that opened the doors before that, like Jamie or Ricky Smiley or people like that. They was all, or even T.K. Kirkland, like all that comes in the play of who I am. It's just they opened doors for where it came naturally for when I did it. I didn't have to say what I wanted to do. I just did it. Mm. Well, uh, what's it like to see Oprah singing your song? <laughs> that was dope. Yeah. That and that Jeopardy. Like yeah. The, the, when Oprah did it, because I never thought, I always had in my mind, like I always got in my mind, like, all right, well, she ain't going to never invite me to no goddamn interview. So I just accepted it. So when she was like, oh, shit. She, and then when I, I ain't going to say who told me, but they like, she like a cool nigga for real. I was like, oh, shit, she really. So, I mean. You you realize once you see get on the other side of the fence, but that was dope. And then when the the Jeopardy thing, that was a full circle thing. Like when I saw that, because I remember watching Jeopardy with my grandma. Yeah, you like, oh was, shit, I'm an answer. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I used to sit here and watch this shit. Dad and Will of Fortune and God and Light. Oh, you know about News. God and Light? Hell yeah, yeah I used to watch. It. I still watch it every now and then. Um, um, as oh. the world turned and yeah. all that shit there, but. Just for nostalgia and shit, but yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a young and the restless. I DVR it every day. Oh, for real? Yeah, I watch it. It's like my stress reliever. My old lady got me on Greenleaf. That's damn. Oh, that's the it. shit right there. <laughs> yeah, Greenleaf. Them people. A lot of people probably be dead on there, like power. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, what's the um the wife? She should be in. Uh, uh, talking about Lynn Whitfield. Yeah, Thomas. She no, not no. Lynn. I'm talking about power. Yeah, no, I'm talking about uh, Greenleaf. Greenleaf. Uh huh. If she was on power, she'd be dead. But. <laughs> The girl that's that's married to the the son, and she trying to take everything. She oh, trying to get yeah, everything. Yeah. Trying to get out the house. Right. Yeah. She's supposed to be killed. <laughs> so, you, so you in the power too? Yeah, I'm into it now because it's just like you know how you first get into it and it's like all right, this shit is getting too out of control. It's just too over the top. But you stuck in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You feel like you committed. Yeah, you committed now. Yeah. So it's just like fuck it. Just yeah. watch it and just be entertained by the bullshit. <laughs> so how you feel about this final season so far? It's just they just they just milking it. Yeah. <laughs> they just milking it. You know by the you gotta think we put so much into our first and two season to grab attention to niggas that after the third, fourth season, there ain't nothing else to put 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 in it. So I understand it, and I just know they just doing entertainment, but it, that's all it is. It's just it, entertainment. Are you caught up? Yeah, I'm okay. caught up to So so what do you think about what happened to Lala? Uh yeah, she should have died. <laughs> I mean, all she of them, you died. right, should technically be dead. Yeah, yeah, she should be dead. I think Tasha should be dead. I think everybody should be dead besides shit. I mean, there's really nobody. I mean, I think right now the power rankings in terms yeah, of who yeah. needs to die. Yeah, Tariq is number I one. I keep saying through the whole show, like, why is Ghost still living in New York? Like, leave, <laughs> nigga. The fuck is you doing still there? That's the end of the show. Leave. <laughs> 
Just leave. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. You got out. too much stress in that neighborhood. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> right. Nigga, leave. I'm trying to figure out how is it that he about to be somebody's lieutenant governor and he done caught about 50 murder cases and he went nigga. to jail for none of them. I'm like, do people read these the niggas, paper? These <laughs> niggas went in jail, kidnapped their son that was kidnapped and talked. They, it was so weird. This is funny. I don't know, it's entertaining, but it's cool. I'm very curious to see how they uh, wrap things up. I also think they killed Angela too soon. Angela? Yeah, that nah, was the- she supposed to been dead too. I ain't fuck with her like that. <laughs> you I didn't like Tasha. her character. I, ain't, I wasn't team Tasha neither. Oh, okay. I don't like none of them motherfuckers. All of them crazy. They should all be shot up. <laughs> but you still there. <laughs> yeah, I'm still watching. I want to see everybody down in the last episode. Have me come in busting at everybody. <laughs> Other than Oprah, who was the most surprising person that you heard uh, sing the song or was a fan of the song? It was really people, honestly, just seeing how it touched people, like certain type of people mm-hmm. that I didn't think would touch it, it touched them. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even talking about color, just people that just wouldn't, I wouldn't think know me, you know? So I think that's what kind of I liked more than anything. It wasn't like the awards. Like I never cared about awards like that. I mean, you want them, just, you ain't nothing like being accepted by your peers, but I never cared about being accepted by them like that. So if I did that, that's just to talk shit to other people. Like if I won an Oscar or something like that, that's just to talk shit. But I care more about being the host of the Hip Hop Awards, because that's what I really always wanted to do. I never wanted to like, that was never my goal to do none of the other shit. I like I like entertaining my people. Mm. What so what is success? What did it look like for you? Because um, you you it's one thing to, to say I want to be an entertainer, but did you have a picture of what would success like? What you wanted in terms of I yeah, know. I did. And by the time I reached it, I was there. It was so quick. <laughs> like, it was like it's like looking back, like damn, I'm here. It's just once you. I guess once you doing what you love to do, you don't realize it until like once you start looking back. It wasn't until like recently, like a couple years ago, maybe four or five years ago, I looked back and like, damn, I done done a lot of shit. I done changed a lot of lives. I done molded a lot of stuff. I done been the forefront of a lot of things. So I don't know. It's just every everything is like, everything is new. Like I wasn't expecting to host the awards. I wasn't expecting to get a number one song, but I wanted it. I didn't, I just wasn't as chasing it like that. It, I think after you do it so long, you're just doing it and then you're like, damn, I got a number one fucking song. Like, damn, I got a hitch. I got a show on TV with my name in it. I did, I did everything that people in the eighties and nineties dreamed of doing as kids. You know, I mean, it ain't nothing now. Like being in a movie now ain't really a big deal now because way movies, but back in the day, you thought when you was a movie, you was a movie star. Now it's just you in the movie. But I reached that goal, you know? So all that shit. My goal, I remember my goal being just sitting in the back of a movie theater and watching people laugh at me. And I did that with Grow House. I done reached all my goals. If God took me tomorrow, I don't want him to, but if he did, I couldn't complain. I, I'd probably some other goals that I got that I ain't think about that I'm probably finna reach too. Like, damn, I did that. So I just keep doing what I love to do and it's working. <laughs> so far, I would say it's more than just working. It's working quite well. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, I definitely want you to think about what you want your next goal to be because I'm going to ask you about that and then we could talk about the. I don't have goals like that, man. I'll give you a couple seconds to think about it. Um, 
And then I definitely want to ask you about uh, Black Men Don't Cheat, the movement. Um, so more with Lil Duval when we come back. Is it true you didn't start smoking weed until a couple years ago? Yep. Yeah. Four years ago. Yeah. What made you start? I think because when I was younger, everybody else did it, and I always like to do what everybody else ain't doing in the hood. Two, I seen how drugs affected a lot of people, and my 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 daddy and all them. At first, I thought it was a bad drug. Then after a while, I started paying attention and realizing it wasn't. And then once, and so I said, once I get to a certain age when I know I can't fuck up my life and I got my shit together. And I know this is the worst it could get. I started smoking. And once I started, I didn't stop. Because <laughs> you I don't drink, right? Good. Nah, I don't drink then. Yeah. Have you, uh-huh. Are you somebody who stopped drinking or never drank? I never drank. Like, if I drank now, it might be one shot just out of the blue, just just to keep my dick hard or something. But I don't really. Are you having problems in that area? No, <laughs> okay. no. I'm just saying, like, if I want to go extra hard, like, if I don't want to nut quick, that's what I really do it for. Not to be hard, just is not nut quick. Okay. That's why I do it. Uh, that's I mean, a good. My, that's a good goal. Yeah. Um, uh, we do know though that you don't cheat, right? Because black men Come don't. Come on, now. I don't cheat at all. Bro. At all. <laughs> 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 now, <laughs> um, now this was a movement you and Charlemagne started. Uh, how did y'all come up with this? Well, it came up from um, just a um, joke from this guy named Carlos, and the song came about from um, this dude Skills. He was he sent me the song. And he was like, man, I got this song, and he let me hear it. And I was like, oh, nah. I say, Doug, if you want this song, this song is big. This song could be a big movement for the culture. You should let me fuck with it. And he was like, all right, fuck with it. And so I fucked with it. I, I rewrote my verse, and then I just, me and Charlemagne got on it, because I just was, when I played my verse on social media, and they loved it so much, and I was on the phone, where I said, nigga, you should do a verse, just to piss people off. Just do a verse. And just do the second verse, and and um, Skills wrote his verse, and then the rest is history. <laughs> you know, you every time uh, uh, you guys post about that, and certainly when it started going viral, it's like it creates such a war to sexes. <laughs> I know because people do. take it like literally. It's mostly black women, though. You know, it don't oh, take you, much to get because you no, know it, it don't take much to rile y'all up. You know, I love it though, but. Honestly, it helps though, because it makes you conscious of it, and it makes it even helped me, cause like it's like, damn, I can't really like super cheat, cause now I've been said this shit, and so it kind of puts you in a. Now position, you gotta hold yourself accountable. You gotta hold yourself accountable, <laughs> but I kind of gave myself leeway, cause if you listen to the lyrics, I told you I ain't shit. I know I ain't shit, you know, but I ain't leaving my bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I mean. It's honestly, it's just, it's really a song for fun. It's like women make songs all day about busting our windows out the car and all that shit there. We don't take it literally. Like, do you take... Do you Some take, of them you need to take Do you literally. take Drake and, and Chris Brown literally and they say they want you to have their last name? They sang it to... They don't really want you. They just singing. They, I mean, they singing just to get y'all happy. And, you know, so I'm just singing for the men just to represent for us, to give us something to look... Because we endangered species, regular human men at this motherfucker, heterosexual men, so we got to speak up there for ain't us. ain't no damn endangered species. Yes, we are. Ain't that many of us left where we could just be men, just hold our nuts and just be like... 
guy code men. You know, I got to speak up for us, manly men. Oh, know? okay. None your... against nobody else. Just I'm just holding us down for the for the caveman out there. Still, Ain't no caveman. You know, we still like to, we don't like we still like to just shake our dick when we pee. You know, some girl. You know, I had this girl I had one time. She couldn't believe men don't wipe their dick with a tissue after they pee. Like, how you not know that? That's just natural. We, Why would we know that? <laughs> but you would know that if you have a father. He would tell, I would think. Uh, well, maybe y'all shouldn't That know. sounded weird. That okay. Sounded, that sounded weird. But still, that's why I'm talking about. But you shouldn't teach. That's the reason why men need to teach boys. Because certain things y'all don't know. Just like certain, like when my daughter had a period, I didn't know what to do. She had it on my shift. Oh, did she? Yeah, oh. I just told my old lady. I said, "Hey, my daughter just had a period. Go handle that." <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Like, go handle that. <laughs> I, but I knew I didn't know what to do. Yeah, you know, my daughter knew what she, I didn't know what to do, so I went to that. So it's the vice versa. It's the same thing. Like certain things, you just don't, you just don't know. So <laughs> I'm trying to think. How did I learn that that dudes did that? Yeah, and they don't probably a comedian said it on the show. No, so. no, I don't think so. I was like, I don't know, even know how I, I knew that, but I knew y'all didn't use um tissue, but that's it's natural. <laughs> that's it's like, just second nature. It's uh, human nature, I mean. I don't know why we think you gotta wipe you. <laughs> you know what that's stupid to me, like getting hit with a rubber. I don't know why that came to my head, but why is you getting What's the point? Just don't get no head. Like it's just, I don't know well, why. Some I went people there, do it for just, safety. Yeah, you know? stupid. They, they do it for safety. Just I didn't like mean they to got, go that route. It's like they have dental dam. It's, I didn't it's, mean it's to similar. go that way. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. This is, Let's get back to something. This, being inside your mind is yeah. funny. <laughs> I see how it works. I see how you come up with it's some just, of the jokes that that you do. So you did. So you mentioned um, your daughter, and I'm just curious. Uh, given the fact that uh, you know, sometimes you ain't you ain't easy on us women. Do you ever worry that she'll? I see? want my daughter to be with somebody just like me. Do Everybody you really? Asks me always, would you let your daughter? Yes, I want her to be with somebody like me. I try to embody the person that I think every woman should want. <laughs> huh? I'm curious. What I'm, do you think? It's me and Russell. What's the nigga name? Russell Wilson. You should want a nigga like me and Russell Wilson. I'm a great guy. I'm just not Russell. Like, he's a super good guy. I'm just a good nigga. <laughs> There's a difference, right? There's a difference. Okay. You What's know? the difference between a good guy? I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, because if I say something, it's going to sound like I'm shitting on him, but I'm not. But I'm just saying, I'm just not that guy. I'm just a good guy. I'm just. <laughs> I got you. I'm going, you're going to get exactly what you get when you see me. And mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. What you start with is what I'm in with. I ain't changing. You strike me as the type of dude that's probably like super honest with women. Yeah, yeah. Super honest. I'm super honest. I'm straight up. It's just I'm just who I am. You gonna get, but I'm I'm loyal. Sometimes to a to a fault, but I'm I'm very loyal to. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. What would your old lady say about you? She'd say every woman would say the same thing about. It, most women that don't fuck with me or got a problem with me, they never met me. Every woman that's met me, they end up liking me or they end up fucking with me or they just, they, and I, every woman that's in my family, I, I got more, I'm a woman family. Most of my, my family is mostly women. So that's all I know is women. That's bump head with women all the time, but they, I love them and they love me. They ain't never had no problem with them. You ain't gonna find no women beefing with me that know me. Mm. So. <laughs> I take care of every woman. <laughs> so what, uh, uh. Even my exes, they can't tell you nothing bad about them. I took care of them. Even gave him a severance package. <laughs> <laughs> what does uh, what does your mom think about 
like all your success and she's been all proud stuff. man yeah. i love it like she's i just posted a video not too long ago i had a show in jacksonville like for my uh, live my best life tour right and she came to it and just seeing her just i meant to post i think i meant to post like she was her and my grandma was my day ones hmm. i got a picture of them too i'm gonna post on throwback thursday i'll be posting stuff like that oh nice <laughs> but so i'm trying to find the one video with my mama at my show I post so much, so it's going to be a little down. But you can keep talking. <laughs> okay. All right. Does your mom, uh, does, she, uh, does she, I'm sure she gets your humor or whatever, but is she ever like, hey, nah, chill I out? I have to cut down. I have to cut off some stuff because she get, she's sensitive too. Like she loving, but she's sensitive. Like certain things, she be, all right, you didn't have to tell them that about me. And like she get mad at that. So, But other than that, she don't be tripping off nothing I say okay. as far as with me, but. Sometimes she be in her feelings, so I have to be like, all right. If you tell a joke about her, rather. Yeah. yeah. She done called my man Clay and told him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, please stop. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, man, tell him to cut that shit out. So who, um, you know, you've been able to collaborate with a lot of people. Who do you most want to do a collaboration with that you haven't? Be it, either, be it in a song, a movie, a show, like who? I could tell you one one movie I did want to be in. Like, like, it ain't too many movies I've been like, damn, I wish I could have did that lately. The only one I wish I could have been in was Dolomite. Like, I was like, damn, I wish I could have been a part of that. I mean, I ain't tripping that I ain't, but like, that's one I was like, damn, that, that would have been cool to have been in. But other than that, I don't really give a damn. <laughs> like, it's more benefit for them than it is for me. <laughs> okay, because now I heard you talking about how uh, there was some talk about you and Will Smith um, maybe uh, doing something with Smile. That was no. That's what somebody else told me. A couple of people was like he was looking at it and this, that, whatever. And I was like, if it's cool, if that's what, if that's where the universe wants to happen, it's cool. If it don't, it wasn't supposed to be, you know. But that would have been dope. That would have been good for the culture more than anything. <laughs> okay. That would have been good for everybody. That would have been real dope. Now you, uh, you also opened for Beyonce and Jay Z, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, what was that experience like? It was more for the, I don't know, because to me, I didn't realize how big it was that I seen. I mean, you I didn't, did. You didn't, I'm like, you didn't realize it was big to open for Beyonce and And this Jay-Z. ain't nothing, because I think she's the greatest entertainer right now, her and Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. But I see them as another entertainer to me, just as an artist. And this ain't, and I know I'm nowhere near as talented as her. Not, but it's just like, I didn't realize how much. Damn, I do know how much impact she got on people, but I didn't know that was going to be what make people be like, oh, shit, Duval, somebody. It was that that made niggas say, uh, this is a hit song. When I thought it was already a hit song because everybody else was liking it. But the niggas, when they saw me on stage with her, and that wasn't even a TV show, that wasn't the number one song. It was because I was on the same stage as Beyonce. I was like, oh, shit, this is major. You know what I'm saying? So in my mind, it was just a show where they let me come on stage. Khaled let me come on stage. And because I've done that a lot with a lot of people let me come out of surprise guests. So I didn't in my and probably that's why I worked in my favor, because I just saw it as another show because I'm programmed now. That's that's what I'm so programmed to do live shows so much. It was just another show to me until I got off stage and got on my Instagram was like, oh, shit, this shit is something like they this shit then turned to another notch. So it was major. Yeah, no, that is a, uh, that's a really big deal. But, you know, you're right. Sometimes 
Um, much like it works this way, they say this about uh, rookies in sports, is that sometimes they're so good and they're doing things they don't know they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. yeah. Here you go right here. This is my mama right here at my show. <laughs> Let's see here. Just waiting, looking in the crowd. Oh, <laughs> that's your mom? Yeah, that's my mama oh right there. Oh, my God. Okay, your mom is hype. <laughs> yeah, she hype. My number one fan. Oh, wow. What a moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but see, like, she's she's happy. She's proud. She's been proud. She's been proud, so she's even more proud. She's too proud. She tell everybody. I try to tell her to fall back because everybody don't love her. You know what I'm saying? She's wild out here, but she she's proud. <laughs> um, so how did you handle it once you started, like, making big, big money? And don't act like you ain't making big money because I see your wrist over there. <laughs> I've been making money for a while. So okay. The the song just just put me on blast. <laughs> like I've been I've been doing all right. So like that's why I say the fame. Once I mean not the fame, but once that the song came out, it just brought everybody else to the light on to what I was already doing. So like the money, the attention, the love I've already was got. I had already got it. Just now it's just like. I'm the nigga that, you know how you see everybody else shine and you see everybody else get to that level and you're like, I'm here now. It's, it's my time now. It's like, it's just funny to watch. And I guess I watch it, you can see it now in slow motion. I can see people coming at you. You can see the bullshit. You can see the fake people. You can see the, I ain't gonna even say they fake, it's just they have that fake face on. It's like now all of a sudden, the same people that's been around me all this time, now all of a sudden, Oh man, I've been seeing it in you. I've been doing that, and it's you just take it for what it is. It ain't you don't. I don't hold grudges for it, and I don't see it as oh now you fuck with me. I just see it as you just see it, and it's just funny. It's just to me, it's just it's just funny to watch how humans. You don't change as people do, mm. um, and it, that ain't even in a bad way. It's just human nature. People are just that's just life, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just who they are. They can't even help it. It's funny. Even though you keep referring to yourself as old, people don't certainly perceive. When it. I say old, I'm not saying it in a bad way. Like no, no. I like being old. I'm not saying it like I'm saying as far as just maturity. Yeah, maturity. Like I, I like being this age. I think this is the best age to be because you know what you want to do and you know what you ain't gonna do. Like when you're young, you still bumping your head, and your thirties, I mean your twenties, you think you know everything and this, that, whatever. So, but in your forties, you know what you ain't finna do. You like, all right, I ain't going to that club. I ain't fucking with them people. I know, but you know how to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? So I like being this age. I just say old because I don't want the young niggas to think I'm one of them. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not y'all. I don't want to be, I don't even want to be with y'all. I, I really say that to push myself away from that because for a long time, people thought I was around the young, which was cool, but at the same time, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I like being old. I'm not that young old nigga still trying to be young and trying to, I like, and I feel like we need somebody our age to show like you can still be old and don't have, because I see a lot of times, a lot of people now feel like you have to be young because social media and stuff like that. But what people don't realize, young people want to be old. They want, they look up to us. They like looking at, cause we are what they, we, we the examples that they want to look up to, but we don't give them no examples. Most people don't give them examples cause they too busy trying to catch up with them. So, so I feel like somebody like me have to show them like, nigga, you can still be cool and have gray hair. You can still be chilling. Like you got to give them 
I had stuff to look up to. I always looked up to my granddaddies and all of them. I always wanted to be like them. I always looked at that. Like I want a shirt. Like I wore, I used to. I was wearing that last week when I was in Mexico. Them um, granddaddy shirts with the pockets at with the top. With the pockets, yeah. Always wanted to wear that. So we got to, so who, if if we not doing it, who the kids going to be looking up to? So I have to be the it's example. That's why I say I want to be a male, a strong male example for kids to look up to. That I feel like young black men to look up to. Like, all right, I can be like this. Not saying that you could be like that too, but if you... You got to have an example to give the balance. Because if you don't, just like a woman, she got the girls that's the the model chicks, and then you got the girls that's the working class. If you don't see this over, you think that's all you can do. So you want to give them that. So I try to give them this too, so you can have a balance. Now you you know you don't have the official granddaddy outfit unless you got them like Grill Master Elevens. You know the sandals. Oh no, I'm not gonna wear that. I I gotta be cool now. I'm be cool. I'm gonna be a cool old nigga. I'm just not gonna be looking like no Haitian. Uh, so what's the advice you mentioned like you want to be a role model what is I imagine there's so many young comedians that probably come up to you they see your success especially given how you I got don't have no advice for, for, for younger comedians I, I try not to give advice when it comes to success I give advice on life on situations more yeah situation I think every I hate that's why I hate doing panels and stuff like that there if you know I don't do too many unless I unless somehow the universe put me on one but I don't go to them I try to w- run away from them cuz I don't feel like you can tell everybody the same thing cuz it's like if if you if if I see something in you I'm not going to tell you the same thing I'm going to tell that person because you need that he don't you know what I'm saying so that's why I hate giving advice publicly as far as success cuz my way ain't going to work for everybody else I don't think like and I feel like what I'm doing is it can work. You can learn from me just by following my actions. I think in everything, just because everything we ask, but what we saw more so than what we what we talk. You know what I'm saying? Everything you are is from what you watched. Something so small changed your whole train of thought, a butterfly effect that had you go that way. Something small. So I feel like every movement or something you do should should show what you want to be and show be the change you want to see and that's what I do I just try to be the change I want to see and everything I people say they want to be other comedians but from what I see with the new comedians everything they are is what I've my blueprint so it's pretty much me you pretty much being more so me and and for me the shit on new comedians black like shitting on myself because they are me you know what I'm saying so I feel like just follow the pay attention more so than listen that's what I do. That's my advice to up and coming. Well, it's and, and I agree with you. It's more than one way to get somewhere. And um, you have your model and you have like the Kevin, the Kevin Hart model. Work. That's different. It's, you, can, you can go to, you can, it's ain't like school where you go to school and you take this class, you become a lawyer. This shit ain't like that. You can do everything right. There's a lot of people do everything right and still don't make it. You know, it's a lot of good. It's a lot of good people in the world that's good and still get the what society says the bad end of the stick. There's no guarantee to none of this shit. You know, and then you got some people that's fucked up that we consider fucked up and successful than the motherfucker. So I can't get no factual advice on how to make it. There's none. That'd be a lie. Anybody that's tell you that they lying. It's it sounds good. They trying to make money off you off a seminar. If you do this, you do that, you're going to do that. That's some bullshit. <laughs> um, 
But before I get you out of here, be happy. That's what <laughs> the, you should do. That's a that's be a happy word. Everything you should want to do. I mean, like, there's people with less than you that happen than you, so that lets you know it ain't what you got. It's, it's what's inside you. That sounded like good advice to me. Um, but before I get you out of here, uh, I'd like to play a little game with my guests. Mm. All right? It's called This or That, right? Uh, I'm going to give you two choices. Come on. And you got to pick one. Uh -huh. You're an honest man, so I know you're going to crush this. Come on. And uh, what you win is absolutely fucking nothing, so it's even better. <laughs> uh, Meg Thee Stallion or Cardi B? Uh, Cardi B because of the, what she did for the culture, I guess. All right. Just what she reps. She reps like Meg is under her. As far as the the umbrella out here, not to say she can rap better or nothing, because I don't want her to put that. I'm just saying, as far as she she paved that way, that lane. So I'm gonna give it to Cardi. Um, rather be broke or smart dumb. I get. I I like consider myself dumb. I feel like I feel like you ain't like. I don't feel like I started started learning till I accepted how dumb I was. I don't feel like you don't accept it until you, you are what you see. Like you, the more you see, the less you know. So the more I see, I learn, like, I don't know shit. <laughs> so once, once you can accept that you don't really know, accept your weaknesses, you can build. Mm. Uh, Oprah or Michelle Obama? Michelle, but I ain't gonna say why I need but Michelle. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eddie Murphy or Chris Rock? I'm going to go with Eddie because Chris is descended off of, a branch off of Chris. But Chris is really the GOAT. Mm, you think he's the GOAT? When it comes to stand-up. And if you understand stand-up, he's a GOAT for real. Mm. He just how he he dissected. And I could probably be there if I really cared. But I I care more about other things, bigger things than just the art of stand-up. Um, acting or singing? Whichever way I can entertain. <laughs> well, both I you like can. I like all that shit. I just like whichever way. I was making people smile from telling jokes. I was making people smile from music. So it all did the same thing. Made people smile. Uh, ain't no fun or gin and juice? Ain't no fun if the homie. Well, no, this me too time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Jenny. laughs> nope, won't get me. See, I mean. That was a trick question, nah, but way. it ain't you. Is how they gonna take it? <laughs> okay, I, I was like, that this, was not a trick no, question. Ain't you? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like we are the world. That's what we go. We are the world. I told you, you can't be inventing choices. Shit, I just did. Yeah, you should have just picked Jenna Juice. We gonna just pick Jenna Juice. We are the world. <laughs> <laughs> I told somebody. I think it might have been, even been Snoop. I was like, man, I, if I had, if I ever had kids, I don't know how I would explain to them how much I like. I ain't no fun. Think about the lyrics he had, and we just redid a song. With, I did a song with him. Um, it got a video for it. Do it. Do you like I do? Yep. Think about the lyrics of that song. Bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. That used to be All my they song. All they wanna do is suck dick. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is, we can't play it on the radio. You can't even bleep that. Think of it. It'd beep be like, ain't it, beep, be but beep and beep. <laughs> All they wanna do is beep beep. Like there's no way to beep that. But that song had us jamming back in the nineties. But that was so nasty and vulgar. I know. It just, I, and I remember those lyrics like this yeah, shit just came out yesterday. Wild. Yeah. That's why I don't really get on a lot of the young folks now about their music. Cause I'm like, I, I mean, Man. I, like, I used to love Bitch Better Have My Money, not the Rihanna one, the AMG one. Nah. It, which is nobody the coldest. grew up worse than me. What? It, it, nobody grew up worse than people in Florida. Mm. We grew up on listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Forget that old dance and throw that dick. 
Oh, yeah, the two live crew. I was 10 years old singing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's like when I listen to these young kids, like like y'all didn't grow up on. We grew up on. Hey, we want some pussy. Like we grew up on the Same. pussy caper, which is a charge. By right the way, now. the pussy caper. <laughs> you remember I told that? Lucas, that's my that's my favorite low key too. That be so cold. Man, they was running the train on that girl. Like, she was, don't tell people because then they don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it was crazy. Yeah, no, was that's why I'm like yeah. I can never criticize it was wild, today's like, music. Like it was a wild time and. It's crazy to see people get caught up, like I said about Cuba Gooden, it's like, he's still living in the 90s. He don't realize it ain't like that no more. You can't be wild out here no more. It's a wild time. Like, I'm glad there wasn't no cameras back then. Well, it was, but it wasn't no camera phone. No, it wasn't. It's the phone that changed Every everything. man that got pussy would be in jail in the 90s now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Find a, all right, uh, John Witherspoon in Boomerang mm-hmm. or John Witherspoon in Friday? John Witherspoon, period, because he was the, he he he's a perfect. He's, I think it's kind of like what you want to be as a comedian. Like no matter what you do, you're yourself, and that's what John Witherspoon embodies as a comedian. Like no matter how, no matter what character you saw it in, it wasn't even typecast. It's just who he is. Even off stage, that's who he is. So John Witherspoon, anything, he was him. Yeah, cause in, uh, in the last 40 years, damn near. Even when yeah. you look back to Talking Dirty After Dark, I think that's what it was. You remember that one? Yeah, I do remember yeah. Talking Dirty After Dark. Yep. Um, Rest in peace. I think his scenes in Boomerang, that is arguably of any comedy ever made, I think it's It depends it's in the top on what five. generation you came in. You know, if you came in on Friday, but the good thing, I came in on both. So, yep. but for the most part, some people that came in on that might like that. Some people that came, like, just like with me, if some people, you ask some people what generation they came in, they'll say the buy a girl a drink in the club generation. Well, you ask people now, they're going to say smile, bitch. So it all depends on which generation. The fact that you was in both generations is a, is a, is a goat shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, uh, and ain't too many people say that. And finally, who won the summer? Hot girls or hot boys? <laughs> if you ask me, the the hot the the city boys won. The city boys. <laughs> the city boys. City won, boys but, won. But to be be politically correct, the hot girls they did. <laughs> to be thing. politically correct. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we kind of lost last second with 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 um six nine. He just went over here and told that is everybody true. in the yeah. Everybody in the culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I want to um, thank you for spending some time with me. Um, you're on tour now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're on tour. Uh, and so people should definitely How check that out. How you liking this podcast shit? I like it. It's great. I mean, it's good because I get to sit down with people like you and just kind of find out how their mind works. You know, uh, you, whether intentional or not, you dropped a lot of lot of nuggets there. Some good wisdom. Um, you got it, man. Like. They've been trying to get me to do podcasts. I was they were trying to get me to do it for years. I just You oh, you would be great at this. I don't want to do it. No. It takes away from the bigger picture of what I want. All right. Well, <laughs> when I see you with a podcast. <laughs> I will do it. Nah, I do it. Like if it comes, but I'm not like you gotta think since podcast started, like when Brilliant Idiots with um Charlemagne, yeah. They've been they told me he told me to do a book. I ain't did a book yet. The podcast thing is cool. It's just I don't feel like, and then I don't like doing what everybody else doing either. <laughs> I'm trip. Uh, again, thank you for being so gracious with your time. Uh, Little Duval is gonna take off, but y'all know what's next. Final segment. Fucking, I'm bothered.
So I have a theory about egos as it relates to men and women. If uh, you heard me say this before on the podcast, listen again. If you haven't, well, you're listening for the first time. I think that women actually have bigger egos than men. Men have more fragile egos, but women have bigger egos. Case in point, ladies, be truthful. How many of you think you're the best thing that ever happened to anyone you've ever dated? Literally all of you. <laughs> Ladies, that's our default position. We think we're the best thing to happen to any man. That's why some of us lose it when a man we've dated moves on, even if we're the ones who dumped him. It's not that we care so much about that man. It's just that if he moves on to someone else and he's happy, then that kills our theory that we were the best thing that ever happened to him. And we're just sick about it. Where am I going with all of this? Well, I don't know if you all have had a pleasure to watch the Facebook show Red Table Talk, which features Jada Pinkett Smith, her daughter Willow, and her mother, Adrian Banfield Norris, also known as Gammy. Uh, it's honest. It's refreshing. It's real. You don't say that about a lot of shows. Anyway, recently, they did a show on narcissism with Dr. Romani Dervasala, and boy, was that shit eye-opening. Here's a clip. Always wait for the ultimate narcissistic love sentence. No one's ever going to love you oh, the way I love you. That is, that's like wearing a malignant narcissist yeah. t-shirt. Like, go pack your stuff, get out. Like, go to the bathroom during the day and find the window out the bathroom. Like, you need to get out. Yeah. Like, no one is going to love you like, like I, I do. do. But yet, some people think that's romantic. Yeah. I'm in this So many songs love that have story. that line. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of songs yes. that And they're considered love songs, yeah. not psychopathology songs. Right. Man, listen. So the point of this was not to point out how women are narcissists, but to point out the fact that how quickly and easily basic ego can turn into narcissism. And fuck it, I'm bothered that after listening to this episode of Red Table Talk, I then realized I have exposed myself to a lot of narcissists and it made me think of how their behaviors impact me. In fact, I know of one particular narcissist who, no matter what, manages to turn the conversation so that everything is about them. I mean, the type of person that if you tell them, yo, I'm going to the moon to fight some space monsters so that the universe doesn't get destroyed, they would say back to you, well, why wasn't I invited? Why didn't you ask me? Don't you think I'm good at saving the universe too? Never mind that the whole point was that uh, the fucking universe is about to get fucked up. One of the promises I made to myself is that I wasn't going to become a dumpster for other people's emotions and definitely not any more narcissists. I can't change you, but I can change your access to me. I can't change how you act and how you behave, but I can change whether I'm around you in the first place. Stay unbothered. Jamel Hill is Unbothered is produced by Spotify Studios and Unbothered Inc. and recorded and edited by Rich Burner and Cadence 13. Ashley Van Horn is our head of talent. Evan Dick is our executive producer. Jesse Burton is the executive producer for Spotify. And Denise Holly is the program manager. Our theme music is provided by Corey Greenleaf and Ben Darwish. You can find more from me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamel Hill. 